It is day five of the 2018 Reese's Senior Bowl as the National Football League starts to turn the page for the 2018 season and we are now joined by NFL insider Cecil Lammy of footballguys.com and 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Cecil, it's a pleasure to have you back. How's it going, man? It's going great, thanks. And Cecil, obviously one of the biggest stars of the week was Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield, the 2017 Heisman Trophy winner, and you cover the Broncos, a team that it will be in the market for a quarterback this offseason. And there's been buzz going around for months that they are going to be one of the biggest players in the sweepstakes for Kirk Cousins. But do you think the performance of Baker Mayfield this week in front of the Broncos coaching staff and Brass will will give the Broncos some pause as to how hard they intend to pursue Kirk Cousins? It should. Uh, I mean, will it? That's something none of us will really know. But I'll say this, it should give you pause. Because from what I know, and I broke it on these airwaves on 104.3 The Fan, is that uh, Cousins isn't going to come without a, a price tag in terms of trading for him. And then you're going to have to pay him $30 million a year, you know, 27 if you're lucky. So now all of a sudden it's not a conversation of, hey, he's free agent and you can get him for just the high price, you know, the low, low price of $30 million. Now it becomes, do you have to give up a second rounder for him just to get him and then pay him? And that's something that might be too rich for the Broncos' blood. So Baker Mayfield's performance outstanding not only on the practice field as we saw but I've also heard from in the meeting room this is a guy that loves football takes everything seriously has all this glamour and drama and everything surrounding this guy there are so many reasons where Baker Mayfield could easily be distracted because there's so much activity around him as he is a superstar and he's not distracted and he's in the meetings and he's learning and he's asking questions and then he's going to the field Mom's in the hospital, right? Right. As someone who lost his mother a month ago in December, when I got the phone call that my mom was in the hospital, boom, five-hour drive to Casper, Wyoming, couldn't think about anything. This guy, and his mom's doing better, so we want to continue to hope and pray that she gets out and has great, all that. But having that on his plate as well, another major thing weighing on his mind, to perform like this, it's been outstanding. Absolutely, and another highlight of the Senior Bowl week, for me at least, was uh, this interior offensive line talent. Will Hernandez of UTEP, star. Isaiah Wynn of Georgia, star. Um, Austin Corbett of Nevada on the uh, South team, stud. And that is only in addition to this uh, amazingly deep interior offensive line class. Quentin Nelson in Notre Dame, arguably a top five pick, if not the one of the se- second or third best player in this draft class overall. And Billy Price from Ohio, James Daniels from Iowa, a lot of great interior offensive line. Uh, would it shock you if three or more interior alignment are drafted in the first round? Three or more. Um, yeah, it would, because we don't normally see it. Yes. Now, would it, because of the talent that you just ran down, win Hernandez-Nelson being the top three? No, that wouldn't surprise me. But just historically, it's something we don't normally see. Uh, if you're a Broncos fan and you're thinking, will Hernandez in the second round, you're probably going to be disappointed because he's probably going to be gone by that time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's a quarterback desperate league, and with many as many as five, maybe six, if Mason Rudolph gets into the first round, if there's five or six quarterbacks in the first round, that's going to push some of that talent back. And maybe, just maybe, it's one of those guards. 
I, uh, it would, it's going to be very interesting, no doubt. And looking ahead to the 2018 NFL draft calendar, the next big event is the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis in a month. You'll be there. In your opinion, who has the most to gain from the Combine and who has the most to lose from the Combine? You know, it's all measurables. The Combine, to me, has become you know, less important. You know, uh, in the pre-draft process, and as someone who's been going 12 years in a row to these events, including the Shrine Game, and we cannot forget the Shrine Game in this process. I think it's very important. I've seen some really talented players come through that game. Uh, for me, this is your last football event here at the Senior Bowl. Before a week before, I was in Tampa at the Shrine Game. That's the last football event. It it would come down to the interview process and the medicals, and also the drug testing. So. You know, if there are any players, and I'm not going to name names, but there are some that are top flight prospects, you're worried about whether or not they're going to pass a drug test. That's something that's big. Um, if you're a player with an injury history, you know, that's something. Let's see, how's Nick Chubb's body look, you know, right now? I love Nick Chubb. Georgia running back, of course, what's not to love? Love that guy. But is he now maybe of some medical concerns? Maybe is he a late second round instead of an early second round pick? That's something to discuss. So in terms of specifics, who can win, who can lose, that's the drama that they'll love for TV. And it's great. And as a fan, I'm, I'm a fan, you know, besides being a broadcaster, insider, talk show host, <laughs> you know, consultant, whatever title that I have for the day. Uh, I love that the Combine's televised and it's so important on the calendar. But at the end of the day, as an evaluator, I've learned that it's less than 5% of your grade. Most importantly, though, and then we have to stress this, it's all medicals. The stuff on the field, the 40 times, da, da, da. Like, I was, I like John Ross. I still think John Ross can do quite a bit. And he had the fastest 40 in combine history. Didn't do anything in his rookie year. So, you know, let's look at the medicals. I think that's most important. And then the continued interview process, including those drug tests as well. Absolutely. And last but not least, uh, Super Bowl 52 is in nine days. Uh, who do you think is going to win, and do you think the Eagles have a chance to shock the world? Well, you, you have to mention that I'll be there. Oh, you will I'm be, be there. The combine. I'm leaving. I'm going home right now. I'm going to be in Denver on Saturday. I'll be in Minneapolis on Sunday. Wow. And I'm there until the next Monday, when then I'm back to Denver. Three weeks, and then I'll be at the combine. So, yes, I'll be there. It's hard to go against Tom Brady, right? Of I course. I mean, it's hard. And, and one of the things that I said when the Jacksonville game. And Jacksonville, you know, they could put up a fight now. But at the end of the day, the reason why I picked the New England Patriots is because I'm not going to go against Belichick and Brady with everything on the line. And so the Eagles, I'm going to talk to all these players, right? I'm going to talk to all of the players on both sides of the ball. It's going to be so exciting. I still am not going to go against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Until those guys are done, they're in the biggest game. They've got that big game experience. And, and listen, Nick Foles had a great game in the NFC Championship game. We need to highlight that. We need to praise him for that. But at the end of the day, he's had some pretty awful games as a pro. And if there's someone that can make you look bad, it's Bill Belichick. So I'm sticking with the Patriots. As am I. Cecil Lammy, thank you very much. And stay frosty and safe travels, my friend.